0: I think that podcast guesting, though, can kind of speed up that timeline a little bit. Because people are getting a better sense of you, your personality, your values, how you can help them, your knowledge, idea—you know—if your episodes are, are sharing all that stuff, which ideally they should be. But I think that can maybe even shorten that thirty-two. You know, like just trying to think of things that help you do your online business better, and like in starting from a more relational foundation. And I think that podcast guesting is really awesome for that.
1: Welcome back to On My Pod, the podcast that teaches you how to launch. Automate, monetize, and grow your podcast without the show taking you more than two or three hours per week to run. My name is Justin, and I'm usually joined by my fiance, Celine, but because we're in Italy right now, and we have been for the last couple of months, we literally don't have enough Wi-Fi to both be on calls at the same time. So it's just me for right now, which I think is pretty funny. And I wanted to start this episode by sharing a story. So I got this client, and he has a pretty big business, so he was able to get on quite a big podcast as a guest. Guessing is hot right now and everybody's doing it. So he goes on the show and obviously impresses the host, impresses the audience, makes a really good impression. He's a great guy. And after the episode was over, he got nine clients from the single episode. And that's not nine leads. He usually converts about two out of 10 leads. So let's say he got 50 leads, 50 booked calls from this podcast episode. And I think that that's largely because of his call to action because of the way that he framed his call to action and the call to action that he used. And we're going to get into that in this episode and a lot more, the exact call to action that he used and a call to action that you can use to make sure that you actually are getting proper leads from your podcast episode. I didn't want to do this episode alone because I'm not an expert at podcast guesting. So I brought on true, true expert in podcast guesting. Her name is Casey Hayes. I was looking around for somebody who was a podcast expert and I asked some of my friends and I kept hearing her name. And so I was like, you know what? She's got to come on the show. And I'm really happy she came on the show. She is so cool. And she's a writer first, which is really, really important because she really broke down how the way you pitch shows is actually going to make all the difference in whether or not you get accepted onto a podcast as a guest. And she goes into kind of how she pitches these shows. And really, it just comes down to her being a really good writer. So anyways, we get into that. We get into a lot more on this episode. Uh, If you like it, please just take like Literally take like three seconds and just drop a review. We're trying to get more reviews on our show. It's really important. Really, really helps us. We do this all for free, obviously. And all we ask for is a little review. So if you like the episode, leave a review. And if not, then you can leave a one-star review and we'll be really sad. Okay, enjoy. Okay, Casey, welcome to Oh My Pod. I'm very excited to talk podcast guesting because I think that it's, it's one of the hottest things right now. It's like everybody everywhere wants to get on all the podcasts, wants to have crazy guests on their show. And you are the expert, according to a bunch of people who um, told me that I should talk to you. So welcome, and how, how are you doing today?
0: Thank you so much for having me. First of all, Justin, I've been really looking totally. forward to our conversation. Yeah, I'm like ready to jump in. I feel good about it.
1: Totally. That is the way we want to be for a podcast interview, for sure. And uh, as I mentioned in the, um, in the intro that I recorded, yeah, like it's it's just something that at the moment I'm getting a lot of a lot of hits on. Like people are always asking me, "How can I get on better podcasts? How can I actually make sure that the podcasts that I'm going on are like legit shows? And how can I make sure that I'm going to get results from going on and and all these things? And, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I make the podcasts. I coach people in hosting them. And guesting is sort of like you know, it's an area where I'm willing to say that it's not it's not my like my area of expertise. And so that's the main reason that I'm super excited. And so the first thing that I would like just ask you is for if somebody was listening to this and they're like, okay, I, like I, I don't know why I would want to go on a podcast in the first place. So somebody who's like skeptical about going on podcasts as a guest, what would you like, would you tell them? Would you, do you have a success story of some kind or have you worked with somebody that's had like a crazy result or I'm sure you have. So um, yeah, take it, take it away.
0: I would say the I had actually two really great results with the same client. So this client is a toddler sleep coach. Oh, cool. She's like hugely successful in what she does. Like her marketing funnels are insane. She she is able to teach like so many different aspects of um, sleep training to her specific like niche. So one thing she brought up to me, which is really cool. I love when clients bring stuff up to me, like have suggestions, have ideas. I really like the co-creation collaborative aspect of getting to work yeah, with people likewise. on their... On their strategy. It's so fun, right? Yeah,
1: totally. So
0: she had gone through Amy Porterfield's course. It was like some type of evergreen course. I'm not like fully brushed up on everything Amy Porterfield Mm -hmm. has, but I know her podcast is major and huge and she has like astronomically awesome um, interviews on her show. And she was like, I have hard data for what I was able to accomplish with Amy Porterfield's course. I did XYZ formula that she taught, and here are the XYZ results that I have. Do you think it would be worth pitching me as a guest on her show? And I was like, Mm. heck yes! It was so cool. I was like, you know, sometimes people shy away from, like, the, the bigger names or, like, they get intimidated by that level of popularity, and... I was really excited for her that she thought about it in a way of, no, I can offer value to this audience. Like, look what I've done and I have the data to support it. Let's just see what happens. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one big aspect of podcast Mm -hmm. guesting people maybe overlook is that it's kind of always a testing process and to not be Mm -hmm. afraid to try things. And she was willing to go with it and go for it. And I wrote up a pitch that included all of that data and like really tailored it to Amy Porterfield and her team. Um, and she got on the show. She did an episode with Amy Porterfield, which was like, what?
1: (laughs) I was expecting something like, I mean, I was expecting something good, but that's like really good. Um, that's, that's crazy. Cause do you have, like, do you know, did that do anything major for your client's career? Like, did she get, did she get some kind of like tangible results from going on that show?
0: Mm, I wish I had the follow-up data from her going on the show. That would like really put the cherry on top. But yeah, she kind of the success story. I think for me was just like, oh, she got on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a what a win!
0: Yeah, because like for me as the strategist, that's kind of where my role and in the way that I do podcast strategy, that's kind of where my role ends. Is like mm-hmm. you're, you've gotten on the show, now you get to take it from here. You get to make the most of it.
1: Yeah, of course. Whether that's that's all you, you know, can tracking
0: do. Tracking your yeah, you know, tracking your sales. Maybe how trying to figure out like which clients come from that specific episode. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes the results from being on podcasts aren't like directly tangible to exactly. Yeah. And I think that might be another thing people think about, Um, you know, is how is this going to get me clients? Like, what is that? How am I going to know that that's going to help me? Especially people that are skeptical about it, like you said. And mm-hmm. sometimes I mean, the truth is that sometimes you don't know. Sometimes the benefits are indirect. Sometimes, you know, you're expanding your network, you're growing mm-hmm. your body of work so that you have content to, to point people to, to build your trust with people. Totally. Some, you know, sometimes it can act as a discovery tool. Sometimes it can act as a nurture tool. Um, It just depends on how it lands with your particular listeners and the audience that you're trying to reach. Um, But there's like so many tons of benefits to podcast guesting. And I think it's fun. So of course, yeah, I agree. If it doesn't feel fun. You know, it might not be for you. It's not for everyone. So, if you're already like, I don't know if I even want to do that, I'm all for like, don't force yourself to do things you don't want to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, then maybe just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have like, I have like ten things that I was thinking, and I feel like a kid in a candy store, and I have to like, I have to like focus on one thing. But the first thing that I that I I must ask because I know that I will not be the only body, the only person thinking this. What what was in that pitch that you that you pitched uh, to I Amy mean, Porterfield? And did yes. you pitch it to? Did, did, it obviously, like it wasn't her, right? It was her, like her her gatekeeper, who then obviously showed right. it to her, and it and it hit. So what what are some? Is there a, is there a tangible? Is there like a, an actionable piece of advice that somebody could could take from there?
0: I did not review the pitch before I hopped on this interview, which probably would have been great. But I can tell you that what I, it's something I do for every pitch, so. Right. A lot of times, people think that when they're pitching themselves, they need to jump right in talking about themselves in the pitch. Every single pitch that I send out, I make sure it's talking about the host and their show first. Like, the uh, first line. And not just, love your show. Some You know, something generic. Like, okay, what does that mean? Like, did you listen did. to my show? Have you listened to it before? You know, I loved X episode of your show because ABC really specific dialed in. And I actually do listen to every show that I <laughs> pitch clients to because I want to make sure it's aligned with their, you know, values and beliefs and their energy and make sure it's a good match. But I would say the first thing that I know was in that Amy Porterfield pitch was to make it about her and her course, especially because my client took the course and that's why she had such great success.
1: Right. So that's kind of a like a like a really easy way into her her field of view is that like, OK, this person actually took her course. So she already has some type of a relationship with her because like this person's given her money. She's spent time consuming the course. So that's already like something unique that, that, you know, not just a VA can come up with or, or pitch to this person. So yeah, I totally, I totally hear you on that. And, and I feel like what you said about actually listening to the show is is pretty big because I think that a lot of people are taking and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people are just like, for lack of a better word, like they're just whoring themselves out to any single podcast that will take them. And there's, there's just like VAs just mass pitching everybody. And so like I got somebody who told me once, they said, oh, what I do is I go and I, I go to like minute 50 of their most recent episode. And that way um, I, I don't sound like a VA and I sound uh, a bit more like unique because I, I say something not from the start of their episode, but from like minute 50 instead and i'm like okay that's cool but also awful <laughs> um so so yeah but but to to tie a question in there so from what i know i might be really on in the numbers i'm sure the numbers are also changing all the time but what i last heard is that there's about 14 guests for every one podcast so 14 people looking to go on shows as guests for every one podcast that there is like active podcast that there is so that obviously like from the outside in looks like a very saturated market. Um so do you think it's too saturated? Do you think that it's becoming too convoluted and and or, or maybe de- as might not be the right word diluted right now or something like that.
0: Yeah. I don't think that it is. I I love that you have that number because I have always just carried in my like brain that okay, these pitches need to stand out in the inbox because you just assume that hosts are kind of being inundated with all these pitches, not necessarily good ones. And so to help you stand out, you want to make sure that like you're being very intentional. Maybe you're not skipping to minute 50 and just listening to that one minute and using it in the pitch. But actually, (laughs) because you could miss so much. Like how embarrassing would that be to miss the first almost hour of a conversation and pitch yourself based on something they said out of context. And it's like, completely opposite of what they talked about in the show. And they're going to look yeah, at that to be like, good. they didn't pay attention to anything that I said to leak. You know, like they're yeah, not going to.
1: Exactly. And a
0: lot of times, yeah, I just assume that if I don't hear back, they either. And that's another thing is like, people are like, I never hear back. Like, how do I know if people are even reading them? And that's just again, my mind is going in like fifty different directions of what I want to cover. But <laughs>
1: yeah, of course, <laughs> that's how you know yeah. that you're that you're in the right career. I I would say.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, which thing do I say first? But yeah, so yeah, just being uh, coming back to being intentional with it, like actually listen to the show, put the time in and no one wants to hear that you need to put time in and that it's also going to take time to see results. It's not like a fast acting strategy by any means.
1: Right. So so essentially what you're saying for it's a really good answer to the question. It's actually a perfect answer. What you said is like you didn't know the exact like statistic or whatever and, and neither do I. But what you do know is that hosts are getting tons of pitches. And so it's it actually something that I didn't really think about, but the actual pitch itself, like where you pitch them and the copy that you use to do it. I, like, I think people just are just overlooking that. They're like, oh, which, which shows? How many shows? Like, you know, how big? Uh, like, which? And it's just like, okay, well, I mean, like you can get great results from going on a show that has like a 100 of your ideal clients in the audience. So it doesn't really matter how big. It doesn't really matter how big, how many downloads. And honestly, I mean, for me like if I guess if you're if you are paying somebody to find podcasts for you to go on, then yes, it would be nice to kind of know that the show has active listenership, but if you're not paying for somebody and it's just your time and you're just sort of um looking for for some shows to go on, wouldn't really worry about like i maybe I'm wrong, but should people worry about the amount of downloads that a show has before going on, or should they just? look to lead with value and just go on the podcast. What do you think?
0: I think looking to lead with value is huge. And that's a great um, just concept to always keep in the forefront of your mind as you're guesting. Because you're getting to borrow other people's platforms. You're getting to borrow from the trust they've already built with their audience. It's sort of like this tacit endorsement of you And your skills and abilities that they've invited you, or you've pitched yourself and they accepted because they see the value that you could bring to their audience. And that's something that I think most of the clients that I work with don't take that lightly. I don't take that lightly. And that's something that you want to show up in your best energy for. Again, my mind is going in like 50 different directions.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, so is mine.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, I don't think necessarily that audience size really is a big factor that I look at. I look at, from what I can gather on my end, because, you know, we don't have, like, the public... It's not public information how many downloads each podcast gets, so you don't really know. But you can kind of get a sense of...
1: Yeah, you can't know unless they... Yeah.
0: So I kind of do, like, a full-spectrum just kind of look at like maybe their Instagram presence their Facebook presence, um, how often they publish how many episodes they already have out and that's not to say that I don't pitch to like newer podcasts because I do um, especially if it seems like a really good fit for my client but just kind of look at ratings and reviews and things like that and and know that each one of those is just one piece of the puzzle So if like if someone only has three ratings and reviews does that disqualify No not necessarily like
1: but it is something that you're looking at reviews
0: yeah I do I take a look at that and now of course, as a, as a podcaster myself with a fairly new podcast, sometimes it feels really hard to get those, get those reviews. So like, even though we're asking and (laughs) yeah, and like, yeah, it's, it's tricky and it doesn't mean that people aren't listening and it doesn't mean that people aren't engaged or interested. It's just, you know, sometimes people just aren't going to take the extra step for whatever reason, or at least not at that time. So you just keep asking.
1: (laughs) I mean, you gotta, you gotta really, really like You got to remind them a thousand times and then catch them on a good day when they're like, it's crazy. I mean, I've listened to thousands of, I mean, I've, I've probably, an example is I've probably listened to about a hundred hours just recently. I've been binging out of Alex Hormozzi's podcast and, and he keeps asking me to leave a review and I'm like, yeah, I will. I'm just at the gym right now. Like I'll I'll leave one later. I'm driving. Yeah. And then I never do. Right. So like I'm a, I'm a devout listener, but I have not left a review on, on his show. So, 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 okay. So that's a perfect lead in to, cause that that's, we're talking calls to action. So let's talk about going on to a podcast. You come to the moment at the very end of the show, you've like delivered value to the audience. You've impressed the host with your expertise. You've had an awesome hour. You had fun. And then they ask you the question of where. Can where can people find you? And I feel like I feel like what a lot of people do is just list off like every link and their home address, like everything. Right. Like it's like they just like give it give everything away. And people are like, I do. I don't want to take any of that. So what is a call to action that people can or what is your recommended call to action when you go on a podcast?
0: My recommendation is to as simply as possible, like even if you repurpose something that you already have. Have some type of like special opt in gift for the listener that relates to what you do.
1: That is, uh, that is epic. Yeah. So, so what, like, what could be like an example of something like that? If someone was listening to this and they, and they thought that like of creating some type of thing, like how can they kind of tie it into the person's show? You know what I mean? Mm, Or is that uh maybe not a good question? I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's great. So, well, especially like if you're a coach. You could offer like a free 15-minute session or 30-minute session, something like that. Something that feels good for you. That's just an example. I think a client of mine offers that right now f- from a specific link that she has. So she knows that it's coming from like podcast listener traffic. That's
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, I thought that was wonderful because I That's I, fantastic. Asked her, I would sometimes, you know, with the popularity of podcast guesting, sometimes podcast hosts have a form for you to fill out instead of accepting email pitches. And I was filling out a form for her and they asked, do you have a freebie? And so I was like, oh, I don't actually know if she has a freebie. Asked her and she had created like this special thing specifically for podcast listeners, which I was like, you're so brilliant. That's amazing. I'm going to like just copy and paste so simple. And it's so good for her on the back end to be able to track things.
1: Right. Okay. So, so just let me, let me ask about, so, so she has a, like a, just a free strategy session with her and that's it, like a 15 minute call for, for more information. And it's, and it's just, it's linked specifically for her podcast guesting appearances. Is that right? Yeah, that is a fantastic idea because the other, the other idea that I have been sharing with some people. Actually, I'll share a story quickly. I may, I was even wanting to put this in the intro, so I, I may say it twice, but who cares? So, so I have a client who has, a, he, he has a big business, and he went and um, he went onto a podcast, quite a big podcast, probably over a million downloads, something like that. And he, um, a million total downloads. I don't know how many per, per episode, but still a big show, right? And he went, He goes on the show, and at the very end, the guy asks him where. What can people do to to reach out to you? And he says he says just DM me a word from the show. So, let's say you came onto my show and you wanted to say, you know, DM me Justin or DM me pod like oh my pod or something, right? And so all you do is link the Instagram and say, DM me this word, and then you know that whoever came from this specific podcast, not just podcasting in general, but this specific podcast, um, you can see how your, your, how your results are. And I mean, it, it may not be like the biggest thing that moves the needle to know where the leads, like which show the leads are coming from, because some shows will get you a bunch, some shows will get you none, and some shows will get you some way down the line, and it doesn't really matter, but, but it's just cool to know, right? And so he, fig- he figured out that he, he got nine clients from a single episode. For him, that was $100,000 in cash collected like like from that episode. He didn't get nine leads. He got nine clients and he converts about two out of every 10. So I, I, I'm not gonna be able to do that on this one. Wow. Maybe it's like 50 or something. So this is crazy, right? So the potential is huge, but, but that's just an idea that I, that I thought is kind of cool. Like, you know, it might be one too many steps um, like getting them to Instagram and then DMing a word, rather than just having like a a link that they can just click right in the show notes. I think that, that could be, you know, it might be better to just do what your client said. But, but yeah, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, think do you think that that's like a cool idea?
0: Yeah, I think that. Well, first of all, his results are amazing. That's like the ideal results everyone wants to have. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like I think the more data you can have like that, the better. Um, and I guess it also just depends on your specific audience. Like maybe his audience already spends a lot of time on Instagram and they're like, oh, well, I'll just hop over there and DM him because I listened to him on the podcast.
1: And that's true. You you hit that. You hit the nail on the head. You're right about that. Sorry. Continue.
0: Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I think it just depends on your being dialed into your audience and being really clear on who's listening to you and where they're spending time. Because, um, you know, if they're already on Instagram, that makes perfect sense why he was able to gosh, nine paying clients. That's insane. That's so cool. A
1: hundred K Casey, a hundred K. I was like, oh
0: my god. Ooh.
1: some people don't make that in a year. And it's just like one podcast um, interview. And, and I, that's why I wanted to, I want to inco- in, uh, include that in the, in the intro because it's just so huge. Right. And, um, he's a client of mine. I did not get him on that show or anything like that, but, uh, but just like a really cool result from, um, From that industry. But so if I was listening to this right now, I'd probably be thinking, okay, like where can I find shows to go on? Because anytime that there's like a lot of people like looking to talk to, like when there's like, like I said before, like maybe 15 people for every one show, I'm going to be asking, okay, like where's the best use of my time? And two, can I outsource it to like a VA or three, should I hire somebody to do it? Like hire, hire you, hire I don't know, I'm sure there's lots of people who do it, but what would you say to those things?
0: Yes, so there's so many different ways to find podcasts to pitch yourself to, especially now that podcasts are having like this huge, I don't even want to say a moment anymore. They're just like, <laughs> like the ball has left and is up in the air and who knows when it's going to come down, maybe never. And yeah, there's there's services like Podmatch where you can pay like a monthly fee and I've never used it, so I'm not 100% sure um, how accurate it is with matches. But I know that's like an easy way to start. I think it's like $20 a month or something like that. And it'll match you with hosts that are looking for guests. There's also like directories where you um, can find hosts that are like they're definitely currently active. That's like the first thing you want to look at. Um, And sometimes I can sneak up on you if you are. I had to redo um, a pitch list that I had done for a client last week. Um, I had Thought I had already vetted everyone because I go through and like vet everyone on the front end and make sure they're currently publishing, like their values are aligned. I've listened to episodes and have found a way to connect my client to the show.
1: I just want to say you sound very good at what you do. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like ask, I'm like thinking right now, like (laughs) if I want to do something like that, because I would love to get on more (laughs) podcasts. Um, And I totally have people who I, who are always asking me. But anyways, sorry, continue.
0: Yeah. So all those things I I take into account and I must have just skipped one because I was kind of doing my due diligence, went back over one and I was like, oh, whoops, this one hasn't published since like March. So I might not want to do that. So let's find another one. But yeah, it's once you've done it for so long and you do it so often like I do, it kind of becomes easier and like more it's more flowing, free flowing to find podcasts and help people get matched to them. I use like Apple Podcasts. I'll search keywords in Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see what comes up. Um, That's a really simple, simple, yeah, just start there. Check out all, because even still, I'm mind blown by how many podcasts are out there and how many podcasts are doing like valuable content that you can use as a business tool, not just to like go on and have conversations because it's fun and like you want to be friends with the host, which that's all cool. And ideally you do want to connect with the host, but you want it to have a strat you want a strategy behind it if you're using podcast guesting for a business tool. So just keeping that in mind as you're searching. Um, you can search Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There's also listen notes and that'll kind of show you I think it trying to remember, I think it'll show you the last time they've published and it's kind of I just kind of use a combination of all three. And yeah, then totally. I'm I'm also in like communities that, you know, I'm heavily in the podcast community. So I know people that have clients that have podcasts and there's Facebook groups that are based there's tons, on, yeah. yeah, like memberships where people sign up and the whole purpose is to like guest on podcasts together. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of options like that, that where you can, you can at least start and like figure out the type of podcast you want to be targeting for your specific niche in your business.
1: Cool. I love it. That's so, so, so valuable. Um, Do you recommend that this, that somebody do this on their own? Or do you think that like their time is better spent elsewhere and they should hire somebody?
0: I think it depends on where you are in your business. Um, Typically, my clients have already hit their like first hundred K and like they have a VA, but maybe they've outsourced this to their VA, but their VA doesn't have this particular skill. Where they're just not getting results with it, and so the client kind of ends up frustrated because, like, all this work is supposed to be being done on the back end, but maybe it's not because it hasn't been taught. Because you know, if you don't know the skill, how can you teach your VA to do it?
1: Yeah, of course, and it's all like it's it's. I would just imagine that it heavily relies on on the copywriting, and copywriting is is a very very. I mean, you're a writer first, which I think is your like that is your that's your deadliest weapon. I think because that's something that a VA. Um, has a really tough time replacing, even even with ChatGPT. I mean, ChatGPT is at the moment still pretty, um, pretty transparent when somebody's using it. It might not be that for much longer. I was talking to a copywriter uh, a few weeks ago who said that he's pretty sure that ChatGPT will become just as as good as humans eventually. Um, but which is too bad. But um, but uh, he. I just think that you you being a writer is huge, and I think that that's why if people are wanting to do it themselves they have to be realistic that like it's gonna, it's going to take you way more time than somebody who is already an expert at it and you're probably going to get way more no's so from my perspective it sounds like maybe guesting in general should be sort of a not advanced but a a further a further up the ladder business activity when you are comfortable enough to kind of outsource it to somebody else so that you can make sure that you're getting on shows that are a good fit for you, and that you're not spending a ton of your time and wasting much of your time, but I also don't want to discourage people from reaching out to to shows themselves as well, especially if that's if they have skills as a writer or if they are comfortable doing stuff like that but for instance me I'm not comfortable I'm not super comfortable doing that like I don't love uh cold pitching um i I maybe my copy's okay, but I don't write cold emails i don't like I just don't like that um so I would always look to outsource that and and I know there's a lot of people like me who feel like they have to do it themselves. And then they start doing it and it just drains them. So, but I guess my, my, like my last question would be before I ask where people should find you, I'm very curious as to uh, what your call to action will be. Um, it's very meta, but um, what's one piece of advice that you hear given to your niche? So to your perfect client, what's one piece of advice that you hear that you think is just terrible that they should just ignore completely?
0: I have to say the prevalence of generic pitches, which I probably touched on a little bit earlier with, you know, making the first line more about the podcast and the podcast host to show that you've engaged with them. Just the prevalence of bad pitches that are out there. People giving encouragement to just send it. You know, you won't get a yes if you don't send it. And not really thinking about the quality of the connection that you're trying to make. Totally. And build like the relationship really starts with the pitch Mm -hmm. and podcast guesting and podcasting in general is a very like relational platform. Like you don't want to start off with a shitty pitch that you send us, you know, like exactly making it about you. Um, It's clear that you haven't really dialed into the show you just it feels very like you're trying to use the person for their platform,
1: which is exactly like that's and and that's the shift that I think you touched on, which is like a lot of people think that that a guest going on a show is like such a like it's such a favor that they're doing to come onto your show, like it's such a like man, that's so nice of them, and it's like, okay, but wait, what if it's actually just like completely equal and maybe even like tilted more towards the host because like you said like it's a free, it's a free opportunity to get in front of an audience that you did no work to build. Right. And so, so yeah, so what you, I think one of the the nuggets of advice that you touched on that I didn't even like really acknowledge enough is just like that, like that's huge.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, you want to make sure you're bringing an equal, le- like you said, it should be equal, like an equal <laughs> level of value. That's why it's so important to give as much as you can away. And I know that's like, you should charge for your time. You should charge what you're worth and all the stuff that we hear, you know, in coaching and in personal development and all that stuff. And that's true. But you also have to start somewhere with building trust. And people aren't going to buy from you if they don't trust you. And they're not going to trust you if you're gatekeeping everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just just like, I mean, it's been said like a million times, but like you should just give and give and give and give and give and give. And Gary V said you should give, 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 and then ask. But Alex Ramosi, who is like risen to being one of the top business moguls in history is saying give 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 until they ask and so i mean and he, and he he's like a multi multi hundred millionaire over and he's going to be a billionaire pretty soon and um so obviously he's 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 doing okay so and i think podcasting is a space podcasting in general is a space where i mean like people people don't pay you to listen to your show so you're already you're already here giving So you, you believe in it already you've bought into it so um but if you give enough then, and you wait for people to ask. Then you've built so much goodwill that, um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've been experimenting that with with that recently. I just like I'm just, I'm just like doing free coaching with people who are nowhere near in in the right spot to be a client of mine. Um, it also feels good. It's fun. I learn more about what people are struggling with, and and being a guest on podcasts as well. Like you're gonna learn from you're going to learn from the host. You're going to network and build a great relationship and you're going to get in front of an audience. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's getting enough back right there. Like, you know, and so like you're saying, like, when it comes to the end, you know, so, um, yeah. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted to just like throw in there something that is that the conversation did not like complete or something like that?
0: Well, I was just thinking as you, as you mentioned those, those two different approaches with Gary B and Alex that, I read somewhere, I can not now I can't remember where, but there's a, t- a statistic about online business especially that you have to have so many more touch points with your client before they'll buy from you because you're not like an in-person situation, Interesting. it's all online. Like it's something crazy like 32, something like that.
1: Jeez. And I think
0: yeah, I think that podcast guesting though can kind of speed up that timeline a little bit because people are getting a better sense of you, your personality, your values, how you can help them, your knowledge. Ide- you know, if your episodes are, are sharing all that stuff, which ideally they should be. Um, but I think that can maybe even shorten that 32. You know, like just trying to think of things that help you do your online business better and like in starting from a more relational um, foundation. And I think that podcast guesting is really awesome for that
1: sweet that's amazing i love everything we just talked about i'm sorry if i interrupted too much i usually don't but this is something i'm very excited about <laughs> like, i love I don't it know, Yes, i don't know why i just and like i just just the podcast industry in general i've just been so deep in it the last year and and it's just like it's just like any business industry it just has folds and so many layers and podcasting is especially a, is a cool space because there's there's also just a lot of like creativity and and it's just a very like it's just a, it's just a very value first type of medium and and everybody in it just knows that they're here to provide like as much as much like you know um help to people and as much like easing as much pain as possible and i just really i love i love the industry so um and it's cool because i think i walked away with from this interview with some with some uh some knowledge that i can then go and give to people if they ask me about guesting because now now i um yeah I learned a lot from this so where can people find you or where do you want them Wonderful. to go? or what, what do you want them to do?
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. So if you would like to try pitching yourself, if that's something that you think would be a good way to like kind of get your toes in the water, I do have a guest pitching checklist that will show you everything you need to include in your pitch and everything you don't, especially if riding is not, like you said, one of your top skills. Um, and that's on my website, caseyhayes.com. You'll see guest pitching checklist in the top menu bar there and you can just download it right from there.
1: I love that. I'm probably going to go and download that right now and send it off to uh, my VA and see if, uh, see if we can we can uh, do something with that. Um, but I also, I, I would, yeah, I would also, like even maybe not at the moment, but at some point I would, I would definitely love to work with you because I don't want to, I do not want to go and find podcasts to go on. Like I just don't want to pitch. I don't want to find them. I think what you're doing is like we're really you're in a great space because the industry is exploding and you're uh, like, it's just a no brainer to have somebody do this for you, at least for me. So um, I hope people go to your website, download that, check out what you're doing over there, packages, whatever you've got going on. And thank you for your time and thank you for... well, yeah. Thanks for your time, and and bearing with my 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 internet connection because, as people know, I'm in Italy, and for some reason, the Wi-Fi in Italy is just terrible. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, can't they fix that? Like, <laughs> anyways, thank you so much for coming on. If you have anything, any last words, um, for the for the people,
0: then feel free. Just thank you for having me. I really appreciate the invitation, and it's it's always so much fun to talk about uh, podcasting with people who are as passionate about it as I am. So it was really really fun.
1: Totally. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you. Okay, so you made it this far, which means you probably found something or learned something valuable from this. So don't be selfish. Please share it with somebody else so that they can learn something from it too. That's all we ask for all this free content. We're trying to build a community and help as many people as possible do better in podcasting, make better podcasts, get more from their podcasts in less time. That's our goal here. And if you want to support that goal, then just click the link and send it to one person who you know would love you for it.